Glory to Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. If you were to study the calendar of the church and the commemorations that we have, and you look at the actual list of all the commemorations from every day, because every locale in the church has little variations on the calendar, because, well, if you're from Italy, if you were Greek, you would maybe have this particular saint, Autonomous, might be from your region, so you might even have uh, a, a vigil for him, a festival liturgy commemorating him. But you'll especially see many, many, many commemorations of icons, especially the icon of the Mother of God. When I say icon, I mean lots of different types of icons, commemorating all sorts of things from defeating the Poles uh, to, by defeating the Poles as in like pushing them out of Russia, to uh, salvation that has been wrought uh, through this particular icon somewhere, uh, etc. Except you get the drift, right? There's all of these different icons, and they're usually a particular icon from a particular place. Now there are forms, right? There's kind of uh, archetypes, uh, like this is a Vladimir icon. If you look at this, and I, I've seen actually the original. I was able to venerate it through glass because it's in a church uh, museum. That's how it's a museum, but they, they do services in there and it's a church. Uh, and then you see then like a little, uh, this prototype where you have the angels bringing the cross, uh, comfort. You have all of these different types. We, in the Orthodox Church, for our lofty theology sure do love very particular things and devotion to particular things. The icons of the Mother of God, it's all the Mother of God. And the percentage of her with her son is very, very high. There's a few icons that don't have her presented with her son. But they are always particular poses that have different meanings that portray, look at the intimacy of the icon that we have on, on the iconostasis. He has his arm wrapped around her neck. You actually have to, with icons, spend a little bit of time looking at them, taking them in, I would say, reading them, actually, because you need to actually interpret them. They are not, there is one basic level, yes, that's the mother of God, that is Jesus, uh, we have a specific relationship with her because of her son. Uh, you can look at John and know that he looks pretty gnarly and that he is John the Baptist and he's got his, basically a martyr cross with him, etc. Right? There's all of these things that have meaning that they are given to us in the particularities. There's all sorts of variations, and it is worth our time, maybe not to become icon collectors in the sense that we need 50 different types of the icon of the Mother of God. That would be to miss the point. But to, at times, with our icons or in the icons in the church, 
to just look and spend some time seeing what is actually trying to be said. The intimacy of this particular icon and then the intimacy of this particular icon, where you can't see it probably from, you definitely can't see it from where you are. <laughs> but you have our Lord, he's holding his mother's hand and he's looking at the cross. So you have a very different theme than the Vladimir icon. And this icon, in many ways, is perfect for this Sunday because we have the leave taking of the Nativity of Theotokos but we also start having the forefeast of the exaltation of the cross. And we're at this, there was on uh, a clergy board, there it was, yes, there are such things, <laughs> where people ask all sorts of questions. One of the questions was, uh, what are you wearing this weekend? Are you wearing blue or are you wearing red? Because it's like, uh, they overlap and it's a Sunday. So what do you, everyone said blue, blue, blue. I said orange because it's football season. Uh, <laughs> But you can tell in this icon the intimate relationship that our Lord with his mother and what he was born and heading towards and that she still holds his hand even as a child looking towards the death that he was to die. It reminds me of another icon of the seven sorrows which as far as I can tell and what I've read, is actually borrowed from Roman Catholic uh, depictions, but it has the Theotokos with the seven swords uh, piercing her heart from the different uh, occasions in our Lord and his suffering and how she treasured all of those things in her heart. Or then the icon that St. Seraphim of Sarov reposed before, which is enshrined in Lithuania, correct? It is the Theotokos over the gate, and it has a, a half moon, quarter moon that is under her, but it's just her with her hands like this in a pose of, I wouldn't say serenity, but of humility and readiness to accept what is the Lord's will. So may God give us the time and the eyes and the heart to be able to spend a little bit of time with what the church offers us through all of these various means. And of course, I'm starting to realize we have, of course, very many icons of the Mother of God in different poses, in different situations. So may we, especially on this Sunday, reflect upon the Holy Mother of God her birth, but also as we look to the cross and the relationship between her son and the relationship that we have with her and her son and ask for her prayers that we may more fully glorify and venerate our Lord's cross. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.